Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello, everyone. Dave. Yeah. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good thing. So, Craig, good? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Guys, it happened. I got back. Final Fantasy. Woot, woot. So, uh, I used to play way back when the game first came out. The the re-release, because they, they the remake, I should. Um, since there was an original version, which, from what I heard, is pretty horrible. Um, and they abandoned it and they somehow pulled it off remade the game and made it awesome um that's when i started to play me and my wife and then we we stuck with it to the first expansion and eventually we were just sort of like we wanted to move on do do other things so we stopped playing since then there has been two more expansions and they're about to come out with the next expansion in november and the problem is we my wife started watching a lot of stream content like there was a fan fest that just happened a, a month or two ago and and so like we were just like watching all this content it's like man we miss playing it's so much fun and eventually we talked about it and like okay we have baby but maybe baby sleeps at night regularly which is also another good thing by the way um and we actually sort of figured out a nap schedule finally so it's like maybe we could play so now we get no sleep at night because we're busy playing. But guys, it is so good. If you are not sure, the meme goes that you can play this game and get up to level 60 uh, for free and get all of the content of the original remake game and the first expansion. Like, that's all for free. You could just try it and play it and have fun. And if that's all you do, you spent no money. And you got, like, hours and hours of it. Um, yes, it's free. It is free. Uh, someone in my chat was asking. Um, but, you know, if you like it, then, you know, you're an account. Um, and I, I recommended people that you can post uh, your, what's it called, Recom- friend codes and, and good things. And then we could, like, all use each other's and get good things out of it. Um, but, guys, I played other MMOs in the past. I played World of Warcraft back when it first came out. And I cut back and forth. Um, I know Dave regularly plays it, and he got me into it a few times as well. And uh, I did spend a lot of time on World of Warcraft, so that would be the only MMO I can really compare it against. But I played, like, Star Wars Old Republic for a bit. I played the Star Trek. I don't even remember what it's called, but there's a Star Trek MMO that I played briefly. Um, I did, like, Guild Wars 2 and and, uh, Black Desert Online, like, other things. But they don't keep my engagement. WoW came close. Uh, but the emphasis on the end game sort of steered me away from WoW eventually because I never got to the end game in, in World of Warcraft. But in Final Fantasy, the story is good. It's it has been described as an RPG MMO. It's an emphasis on the story and the characters and guys. It is so good. Like if you play just for that, you're gonna get so much out of it. Um, it, it has kept me into the game that I actually reached the end game for an MMO once, like in my life. And I'm going to maybe see if we can get to it again. I mean, it's a little harder again with the baby, but still, it's so enjoyable. Like everything they 
they did and they streamlined a lot of the classes because there has been two more expansions since i last played so there's like new abilities and stuff that they had to sort of fix out fix and figure out so all the classes play slightly differently they have the same thing that i was used to before but they they really like tweaked it to make it a lot of fun to play all the different classes and of course they added all these new classes and oh best thing is unique you make one character one you need one character and you can play all of the classes including all the crafting classes all of the everything classes one character you don't have to go through the story multiple times unless you like that sort of thing then go ahead feel free um yeah anyway guys it's a lot of fun. It's free to try it. Just, you know, budget your time. And uh... But I'm really bad at budgeting my time. Uh, all right. So, Dave, I believe it's your turn. Hi, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive podcast. No, no, I'm we're your past host, that. Podstar Runner. Keep going. All right. Uh, my good thing this week, uh, we uh, are finally doing a recording in July, the month of my birth. So my good thing will be a famous Dave, not the famous Dave. But, uh, yeah, well, that's derailed quickly. The rest uh, so my famous Daves. My, uh, my, my first good Dave of the year 2021 is my personal favorite Dave in rock and roll. And there are so many great ones to choose from. But uh, my good Dave this week is the guitarist from Pink Floyd. And you might know him as David Gilmore. Sir David Gilmore, in fact. Uh, big fan of his guitar work and his vocal work, of course. Um, really nailed it in the... Uh, in the, Really, I'm a Waters era fan, Pink Floyd. Um, I never really got into the Division Bell, but uh, my favorite album is Metal. That's the one with Echoes and One of These Days. And there aren't any actual like radio hits on Metal, which might be why, partly why I like it. But uh, great guitar work, um, solos, and I just... I love the sound of his voice when he harmonizes with Richard Wright, like in Echoes. And I think they also sing Shine On You Crazy Diamond together. Uh, really great. Um, also, he has a few solo albums. I went back and re-listened to On an Island, which is... It's pretty good. It's like... I hate to say it, but David Gilmer's not quite the same without the driving force and songwriting of Roger Waters behind him. And he would probably be loath to say that, too. But uh, I'm, I'm sure David Gilmer wrote all of his own, like, solos and stuff. So is that... Uh, but favorite song on on an island is was Take a Breath. When I re-listened to that today. Really great guitar work. And actually, a lot of the, a lot of the feel of On an Island gave, like, a similar feel to metal. Like, um, one of the songs just kind of had echoes, vibes to it. Another song harkens back to A Pillow of Winds. Uh, but yeah, David Gilmore, uh, really awesome rock man. I don't know much about him personally, but love his music. All right. Uh, so my good thing this week, as, as you may know from last year, uh, I try to coordinate with Dave during the month of Dave so that we can have coordinating good things. Um, I actually know very little about David Gilmore, except that he's in Pink Floyd. And the things I know about Pink Floyd are not much, except... 2017 episode of Till Death Do Us Blart, uh, Griffin <laughs> attempted Dark Side of the Mall. Uh, many of you may be familiar with the concept of Dark Side of the Rainbow, where you watch The Wizard of Oz synced up to Dark Side of the Moon, and it works out really, really well. Uh, this is the same thing, but Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, and <laughs> he had the supposition that 
the movie was edited in such a way that it intentionally lines up with Dark Side of the Moon um, because there are just way too many points of like perfect synchronicity. And yeah, I recommend you go listen to the episode. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, that is Till Death Do Us Blart, the annual podcast where they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and talk about it, specifically the 2017 episode where Griffin listened to Dark Side of the Moon while watching Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. And it's okay to listen to Till Death Do Us Blart out of order? Oh, yeah. Okay. And you should not see the movie. Just <laughs> don't watch the movie. In the first episode, they'll tell you to watch the movie. Don't. Don't do that. That's bad. This is good thing that we're in right now. That's bad. Don't watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. But yeah, Dark Side of the Mall. Uh, there's also a YouTube video that like breaks down all the all the bits from that podcast episode and like lines them up to shots from the movie so that you can get the experience without having to actually watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. I'll dig that up, I think, while Tori is doing her good thing. Which, hey Tori. What's your good thing? My good thing is a Nintendo Switch game that I just discovered. I had my goddaughters over for a week uh, earlier this month, and they were delightful. They are 10 and 12, and uh, they live in Arkansas, so I don't get to see them very often. But So they spent a whole week with me, and at one point I was like, okay, let's go to GameStop and get myself another Pro Controller so we can all play Mario Kart together. And they were like, what's GameStop? And Uh-oh. I had to have a yeah, I had to have a word with their parents about, about that. <laughs> but uh, uh, GameStop so... is a pawn shop uh, that specializes in video games. Yeah. So, but they'd never been to GameStop before. So I took them to GameStop, and I was like, "You guys pick out a game that you want to play together." And um, they got this one called Overcooked, which I think one of you have recommended to me before but I don't remember which one. And um, so it's a little multiplayer cooking game. That sounds stupid. But the way the kitchens are set up in this game, it's like you've got a little kitchen that's set up and people are constantly ordering their food. And then your little chef character has to get the ingredients out of the cupboard, chop them at the cutting board, cook them on the stove, and then plate them and deliver them. And it's timed, but... these kitchens are bonkers so like the ingredients might be clear across from the cutting board like whoever designed these kitchens didn't know about the golden triangle and like it's you and whoever you're playing with have to coordinate like okay there's only one chopping board and we need this many things chopped and you have to get the ingredients and and figure out how to navigate these kitchens without running over each other and get the get the food on the plate and out to the customer before they storm away in a huff and then you're trying to earn tip money and it's just so cute it's adorably cute and we were screaming at each other the whole time we were playing uh, because these kitchens are bonkers um it is a super fun multiplayer game if you've got a bunch of people in the room with you. I, I don't think there's an online multiplayer. I don't know. I just, we had a lot of fun playing this game together. So, yeah, Overcooked. It's a, It was on the Switch. It was pretty cheap and um, super fun. Neat. Uh, I have played Overcooked for about 20 minutes when a friend of mine brought his Switch over several years ago. It was fun. It's one of my wife's favorite games. It's both very fun 
and also frustrating, but in a good way. Yes, the um, the youngest goddaughter, um, she and I wanted to play it the whole time they were here. The 12-year-old goddaughter, though, was like, no, I can't do this, it's too stressful, oh my gosh, no! And, and she had to go off and do something else. It was fun, I liked it. Okay, uh, so Dave... Yeah. Oh, my good thing next week is going to be another Dave, and it's going to be another musician. So I'll let you guys guess at home. Actually, yeah. Let's let's talk about this. Um, so we have not recorded for basically the entire month of July. It is now July twenty fifth. Uh, do you want to just do three Daves next week, or do you want to extend the month of Dave? Yeah, we'll do one. August? Do one next week. We'll just do next two weeks. I'll do another one. I was going to leave. Have that as a surprise. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'll surprise you. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's the episode. Bye, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, next week's Dave is going to be another musician. Uh, so chapter eleven and twelve of um, the shadows for self in the silence of self. Actually, quick question: How long ago did you read these? Last week. Okay. Late last week. Yeah. It's going to be a little fuzzy. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, chapter 11. What power is Bleeder using now? What What was that, Craig? So is this where we try, Dave tries to figure out what his points actually... Yeah, you guys can help me out. Let's go. What? All right. What power is Bleeder using now? When? I don't know. Probably at the party. Doesn't all Alamancy help you see through the mist? Wax chases Bleeder to an alley. Phew, Bleeder didn't get away. It's only a trap. Milan to the rescue. Milan slurps her chest to procure a firearm. Can I, Mike? Mike I'm just going to mute no, it. No, no, <laughs> no slurping allowed. Uh, Milan turns out to be Milan. What? Murder is okay as long as Tensoon doesn't find out. Gotta go save Dad. So wait, I have a question. I did have several actually, questions. Did you, actually, did you actually remember who Milan was from... Error one. Yeah, I named my main in Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles after her. Okay. I actually, I well, I had um, I so here's the thing, FF Crystal Chronicles. I wanted to do one of each uh, race gender combo, and I wanted to name. Then my home city was Luthadel, and I wanted to name them all after Mistborn characters, Mistborn Era one characters. So I was like, all right, we have got Kelsier, Ham, Breeze. Sazed, <laughs> like there's a guy, a lot of guys to choose from, and then I was like, clean you know, clubs, food, whatever, and then I was like, girls, okay, we got Vin, uh, Alrian, and then I was like, uh, other girl characters, uh, Milan's a girl, right? <laughs> and um, I think Milan actually ended up being the lilty that I ended up maining. Man, who is it? Oh, Tindwell was another one. That's right. Okay, the Ukes were Sazed and Tindwell. That's right. So when when she gave her name at the party as Milan, I'm, I'm sure you talked about it, but it was like a month ago, so I don't remember. Did you like know then? Immediately, she didn't even okay. change her name. I know it's so obvious for people that remember who Milan is. I think it was obvious. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised that the reveal came this early, but I guess when it's that obvious, you don't need to hold on to it. Glad that he brought back a conjurer we actually know about. From hour one, like aside from Tensoon, we all know who Tensoon is. Yeah, Suni pup. Uh, oh, was there no, a broadsheet so before I'm this chapter? So. This early, but I did cast her back in hour one because you did, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do a cast. But when I did it, 
It's because I knew she's here in Era 2. I cast her in Era 1. Why would I yeah. do that? You casted her for fun. I'm like, sure, I'll throw out a Moncast. Actually curious. Who did I cast her at? Who did I cast <laughs> as Milan? Uh, that information is lost to time. Oh, it's in our podcast. There, we could just go back no and listen to, to the to find episode. All right. Uh, maybe we can find out what happened in Chapter 11. I think uh, they chased Bleeder out of the parking lot. Yeah, she seems like she's driving away. Um, or, well, she's getting driven away in a taxi. So right. he's following her from that. And then he lands on the taxi. He's like, I don't know, mister. She just gave me a million dollars to drop her off and block back there. Yep. And, yeah, Milan shows up. And she slurps her chest open and gets a bullet and a, a gun. <laughs> just, I don't know. I just thought it was freaking hilarious when she's just like, man, you can store a lot of stuff in here. <laughs> um, but then it kind of reminded me of the conversation we had about keeping money in your safe pouch as well. But we don't need to rehash that a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm coming down on the side of inside the boob money is much grosser than inside the bra money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if it I... makes a certain sound effect. Uh, speaking, it could be clean goo, guys. Speaking as a rather busty woman, I, I'm I'm envious of Milan because I could fit so many things in there if I had that ability. But at the same time, I don't know that I ever would because you know I've got the big bra that I could be putting stuff in, and I never do because it's actually kind of uncomfortable. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's so animaniacs. Good night, everybody. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if you think it's gross, but boobs are a thing, and it's a d part of my daily life. And well, that's that's not. It's it's when people hold money in there, which I I've experienced working at a supermarket. Um, <laughs> uh, we worked you know? at the same supermarket with the same <laughs> clientele. It's like happens. I'm like, why the? But I. But I well, they don't, they like, don't give them, they don't give ladies pockets. That's the yeah, problem. That's what I was gonna say. To give that women credit, women's clothes are stupid and they don't have <laughs> any pockets or anything. They have There's fake no pockets. pockets. Indeed. Yeah. Why? But even then, like, I do not keep money there. Like that. No, I don't like that. But would you keep a gun there? Because that's what Milan did. Probably not. Did anything happen in this chapter other than gun in the boobs? Like. There was gun. I don't there remember. There was a whole big. Fight oh yeah, scene. it was a trap. It was a trap. It's like, oh, whew, it was just a trap. Wait a minute, this is a trap. Uh oh. Actually, well, I I it, Wax's reaction was like, oh, yeah. whew, good. I didn't lose my prey. It was yep. only a trap. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Was all of the fight action in this chapter, or did it spill over into the next chapter? Because they they kind of run together in my head. I think it's it's mostly all this chapter. Then he gets away. Yeah, gotta go save dad. As you can gotta see go save notes. dad because Bleeder was like, I haven't even killed your fa killed the father or your father yet or whatever she said. Something yep. about. And it's not uh, important. We're just gonna ignore whatever she said. Wax is under the presumption that Bleeder is referring to Steris's dad, Lord Harms, as we'll find out in chapter twelve. Uh, anything else here? Big reveal though. I mean, Milan was Milan. So, yeah. I'm I'm wow. shocked. I'm I'm so surprised. I'm shocked. All right. <laughs> Chapter 12, then. Uh, I'm just going to read them all and see what happens. 
Wayne writes like Charlie Day or whatever his character's name is in that show. I think it's Charlie. Uh, what's a pair of mustaches? Wax needs. To... <laughs> We've got half beards and now a pair of mustaches. A truer question was never asked. What's a pair of what? mustaches? <laughs> Wax needs to outthink Bleeder by not trying. This sounds like a job for Wayne. Wayne is kind of mean to Steris. Marassi and Wayne have work to do. Why is the governor not dead? Leavening on sandwiches. What the heck is that supposed to mean? No, not Father Ben. I tried to think of a joke about conventicalist and came up with none. Larkspur. I'm to do the dad jokes here. <laughs> hey, you're not the only dad in this podcast. Uh, why did the strike start? Chem allergic food prices, obviously. Chem <clears throat> allergic food prices? Mm-hmm. There's a spike in the prices. The, the prices were spiked. Did the spikes cost money? Like, mm, <laughs> no, the, the prices, the food prices were spiked. Come on, Craig. Tori got it. I get it now. <laughs> General Mayhem. Sounds like another character we knew from Era 1. Wax is a trouble. Father Ben's ruined face. Ha, I get it. Theologically difficult interview. Uh, These are good bullet points, Dave. Some priest died. The end. <laughs> no, it's Father Ben. Remember, Father... you were so you went no, no not Father right Ben. <laughs> My favorite character. No, isn't Father Ben the one who's going to marry Wax and Steris? I don't know. Is he a yeah, pathogen? He's going to be the priest performing at their wedding. I Wait, just read it too. You figure um, I would remember this, but yeah. I mean, no, not Father Ben. Wait. No, wax is a path 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 but but Steris is a survival survivorist and they were gonna have a survivorist wedding. So of course you need Father Ben. Okay. Well, I guess they can't get married now. Oh well. Back to shipping wax. I'm just thinking Steris probably spent hours and days making her selection of priests and now she's gotta do all that work again. No, she has a backup. Yeah, she has a backup. She does, yeah. You're right. That would have been included in the initial planning. <laughs> in case Father Bin dies, call up Father Jin. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> Wax is involved. Father Bin might die. Plan for yep. contingency. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bleeder is trying to cause some general mayhem and... So she's framing a religious leader from the path and making it look like this guy killed Father Ben so to, you know, sow dissension between the two religions. And that has something to do with what she's got planning. Something. General mayhem. General disarray. Sounds Any questions? Like a character from the Alamancer Jack stories. That's a character from South Park, actually. Um, any questions about this week's chapters? No. All right, great episode. Wrap it up, guys. Spoiler time. This concludes the whatcha whatever. Let's no, play the no. thing. No, no, it's cast list. Cast list? Oh, I didn't have any time to write my cast list. Wait, wait. while Dave thinks of his cast list, I have a dad joke. Do I it. I specifically it. looked one up for Mike. I mean, I told you like seven. Well, yeah, I'm going to use my own. Okay. Okay. Um, Hold on. I have to get in the right frame of mind. Um, okay. I mean, you're already not in the spirit of dad jokes. There is no frame of mind for dad jokes. You just do it. Yeah, I know. I got to get there, man. My daughter's only 10 months old. It's a work in progress. Anyway, um, 
So my friend told me that he himself to his autobiography. I didn't really believe him, uh, but, you know, that's a story and he's sticking to it. Ha 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 ha. You know what? I'm not doing a free mic. You can't appreciate. Uh, what? That's... I enjoyed it. The no, humor. that's you. You you did you dad joke. That's the prescribed reaction. Mike gave the prescribed reaction. Yeah. So it's okay. Dad. A, 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 the point of a dad joke is that you're telling the joke not because you want to, not because you're going to enjoy it, but because everyone around you won't. <laughs> the one's gotta and the dad it is. Oh. So, on the Hamilton family vacation in June, talk about dad jokes. Um, so, apparently, the whole time Matt was growing up, uh, his dad, I'm echoing through Craig, I think. Not uh, on the my whole end. time The whole time Matt was growing up, uh, anytime somebody in the family would say, what time is it? His dad would say, time to get a watch. And it was annoying, and nobody liked it. But, of course, Matt's dad, Richard, thought it was hilarious. Well, this year, on the Hamilton family vacation, for whatever reason, Richard did not have his watch with him. And on those occasions, when he needed to know what time it was, and he'd be like, hey guys, what time is it? Everyone shot back that it was time to get a watch. And even though all of them had iPhones and Apple Watch and like everybody knew what time it was except Richard. Nobody would tell Richard what time it was. It just became a long running all week like like they were actively hiding their watches like covering the watch face so that Richard wouldn't know what time it was and they were like uh. sweet revenge. How do you feel? And Richard was like it wasn't that annoying was it? And um, even Matt's mom got in on it and Richard was like how can you betray me like this I never treated you that way I never pulled that joke on you and and she was like au contraire like <laughs> because she didn't forget so be careful with your dad jokes there Craig I guess is what I was it's okay I don't have a lot of them with great power comes etc etc or just accept that revenge will happen eventually and it will be sweet for everyone but you See, the difference is I'm not going to tell the same joke over and over again. Then you're I not like, telling like dad jokes. <laughs> My dad does <laughs> Whenever you ask my dad like to do something for you, he says, mildew. <laughs> like every time. <laughs> see, that's that's not even a joke. A, that's just a word. It's a word. Look at how good it is. That, that's an unrelated word. That is a dad joke, guys. <laughs> all right. So I I think what we're all trying to say is, Craig, this is what you need to aspire to. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you guys can give me more suggestions, and it will happen. All right. Let's get started. With castless, so I guess I'll start. <laughs> well, the way the way we've always done it is, you know, alphabetical order. Pick a character who has that character, and so forth. So, mm -hmm. Craig, character. Wait, question. Do you want me to also do my characters from uh, Calictos? Just, just skip to the new one. Uh, whoever you have cast. So I old, new. I don't care. Mind. So there is a lot of overlap with Alloy of Law, of course. Um, so. I guess I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do it all. We're gonna do okay. it all. Okay, Wax. Uh, I casted him originally as Matt Mercer. 
who has, I think, a lot of luck. I also casted him as the actual cover art dude, because I think that's perfect. And also Matt Mercer, although he's more of a voice actor, but still. Wax? Uh, I put Benedict Cumberbatch. We haven't used him in anything yet, have we? <laughs> no, we never <laughs> used him. Just so versatile. He could play anything. You know what? It would actually, like, to have him have the same actor as Kelsier and Wax, well, they're not related, but, you know, it would be symbolic, you know? They have, like, one is, is a criminal leader type person and the other is this lawman. It, it law is sort man. of neat, though. It, it has this... Or, you know, he word. could just he could just be Kelsey Grammer again. I don't know, because since he's related Grammar. to Kelsey Grammer. Uh, all right. I uh, went psych-themed this for this book. Uh, so Wax is going to be played by Dule Hill. The more serious of the duo. Yeah. Tori? Sorry. Cast list got closed on me. Hang on. I had it sitting open waiting for us to get there, and then it, like, timed out, and it closed. Okay. Wax. Uh, Hugh Jackman, because because of his role in Van Helsing, which is a cheesy B-movie, but I love it. So specifically the Van Helsing. Hugh yes, Jackman. specifically. With the hat. Yes. With, with the always the hat. You always need a proper hat. I know I mentioned this last time, but there was a Van Helsing PlayStation game, and you got bonus points at the end of the stage if you still had your hat on, and that delighted me. Well, speaking of having proper hats, Wayne, in my movie, will be played by Taron Egerton. You guys will know from Kingsman and Eddie the Eagle and, you know, other things. I think he could be a bit of a... Wait, his well, real name is Egerton? Character. I thought that was his name in the movie, in Kingsman. His name in the in Kingsman was Eggsy. Yeah, Eggsy. Well, for short. <laughs> uh, and he's okay. also uh, Elton John in Rocketman. Hey, yeah, now mm. you have me. Yeah, no, that's the name. That's his real name. Stop confusing me. Well, they called, like, I thought Eggsy was short for Egerton, but I guess never. he can have similar names. It's happened before. Like Charlie he's, Day. He's Yeah, he's just Gary Eggs, Eggsy Unwin. That's his character. Whatever. You guys knew who I meant. Go. What are we doing, Wayne? Uh, all right. Um, Woody Harrelson fans rejoice. I'm returning the role of Hoyd back to him uh, because I'm going to use Jim Carrey for Wayne. All right. Uh, my Wayne, continuing psych-themed. Everybody in my list is psych-themed. Um, James Rodé Rodriguez. I did not know his name was Rodriguez. I thought it was just James Rodé. Uh, yeah, he was born... Rodriguez um, ditched it when he started acting, and now that he's a bigger actor, took it back. Oh. And my Wayne is Tom Hiddleston. Which is right. really good. Is, oh. is this is this alligator Tom Hiddleston? or? Oh, yes, of course. It, it's been a long month, you guys. Loki finale would have been a good thing if we had recorded before. So, all right, Craig. So, Marassi. Uh, this, again, was from my original cast. Uh, I did Daisy Ridley. You know, the main girl in the new Star Wars movies. I wanted someone who's sort of young, uh, but, but like, action girl-oriented, and that's, I figure, fit. All right. Dave? I promise you I wrote this before I looked at Mike's list, but uh, my Marasi is Maggie Lawson. Awesome. I actually uh, like that. <laughs> I like her. Marassi. I mean, the, the Juliet character from Psych is basically the Marasi character from... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like, same character. So, yes, I also... It's Maggie Lawson. It's kind of funny, because I've talked about this before in, you know, chapter recaps, but, like, I really feel like Wax plus Wayne 
equals Sean plus Gus, but they break down a little differently. There's not like each attribute is there for the duo, but they don't break down one to one to each character. So I would have had a hard time choosing between, you know, Tule Hill and James Shorte for Wax and Wade. But I guess Wax is the more serious one, so that's why you chose Dule Hill. And, you know, it'd be nice for Dule Hill to be the lead instead of the uh, the sidekick. Stooge. Sidekick. Yeah. Straight man. Well, he's the straight man in any case, but yeah. And, I mean, both actors have more than enough range to, to handle these roles. Like, I would love to see either of them in anything but Psych. You can hit me up later and give me some suggestions. Uh, okay. So, where are we at? Whose turn is it? Is my turn? Is it my turn? Did I you think do it your is. turn? Yeah, because okay. they both did the same. They both did Maggie Law. Okay. Uh, so mine would be maybe who was Arya on Game of Thrones. Of Sorrow. Yeah, she's older now. Um, my Steris, I casted, I guess, a, a younger Rosamund Pike. She's in like a ton of things. She's going to be in the Wheel of Time show. Yeah, she is. Woo. Which is finally getting some promotion from Amazon. Yeah, it is. Well, because it's finally got a release date and is going to be coming out. Yeah. Maybe if it's good, I'll watch it, and then I can just read the Brandon Sanderson books once they get up to it. Uh, okay. I, I mean, can't get over... I just can't, Mike. I tried. The, I the tried odds, to reread it, and I just couldn't. The odds of the show actually lasting long enough to get to books 12, 13, and 14, uh... I think fairly low, but... Yeah, to get that far and to still resemble the books by the time they get there. At least they have all of the books that they know where it's going. It's not like Game of Thrones where it's like, we don't know, and then the writers do something different. And I have I have every faith that at least the first season is going to be good because it's being done with, as far as I can tell, a Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings level of love from like everybody involved. So, all right. Uh, so you had Steris. Yep. So, Dave, Steris. I'm a little torn here because this week I was thinking of Castles this week, last week, and I really liked, uh, I, I was really thinking of Portia de Rossi for Steris. She's, she's blonde, I guess. I don't know. She's really blonde, but, um, she's got that kind of like, she does that really like direct to the point sterile kind of sense of humor which really fits her which would really fit Steris. and then i look back at my old cast list and i had for eric for the first book written christy carlson romano and i'm like man it would be great to see her i don't think i'd like her as a blonde but it would just be great to see her in anything uh she was the older sister from even stevens um so either one of those portia de rossi or christy carlson romano would be a bit younger so you're thinking specifically Portia de Rossi from Arrested Development, like well, that character. have you <laughs> have you ever heard of this show called Better Off Ted? I have. She's basically she's very she's pretty much the same character in both shows, but more so Better Off Ted, uh, Portia de Rossi, because she's like the corporate boss type lady, like completely straightforward blunt. Um, more Better Off Ted, but. Again, very similar to Arrested Development, Portia. Okay. Have you ever seen um, Workaholics? Is that the show with the... Oh, that's the show with the guy that thinks he wants to look like Weird Al. I remember that show. I watched, like, the first episode, I think. Okay. Like, their boss from that, I feel like, has a good take on that as well. Hmm. So maybe for in the future. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, my Steris, Rachel Lay Cook. 
She's like Sean's girlfriend in the. Yeah, she actually oh, that's perfect, episodes. actually, because she's like Sean's girlfriend that he doesn't really want to be with because he likes jewels. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Tori. There's even a female antagonist in that show. That oh my gosh, dude! It's just this book is just psych. <laughs> All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Is it oh, my turn I, I yet? think Mike it messed is. up in his cast list. I see it already. He should. I forget her name. What's the actress name who plays um the villain? Uh, uh, that was Ali Sheedy. And yeah, yeah. You could have casted her as Bleeder. I mean, maybe I he did. did. We didn't. We didn't get up there yet. Maybe oh, he did. I know the spoiler. So unless he no spoolie, no no, just move forward, not sideways. <laughs> Maybe it'll be something we can talk about in spoiler time, if we have time to do that. Well, is Tori <clears throat> gonna give us a stare? Are you gonna stop talking so I can talk? Every time I hit this button so I can talk, you start talking again. Quit! My stare is Kira Knightley. That was it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I was waiting for more, but yeah. Uh, Alright, Craig, next. Now, my this is my final casting from last episode. Everything at, after this character is new. I cast Lessie as Marina Sertis, specifically from Fistful of Datas, the, the the deputy, although not really, character on the holodeck. Oh, yeah, I guess this book her. did start with a... I forgot this book actually did start with a Lessie flashback. Yeah. I guess I've got still Anna from Wild Guns on Super Nintendo. <laughs> or Annie, rather, I guess. Let's go get that picture. It's up uh, here somewhere. There she is. I did not cast Alessi. Tori? Same. Yeah. All right, Craig, next. <laughs> that, that, that's what she looks like. Whoever looks like this Super Nintendo sprite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, my first new casting. Bleeder, or Palm, whatever you want to say. Palm Palm. Uh, Tilda Swinton, who is like the perfect person, I think, to play a Chandra, period. All right, Dave? Like, she could play a guy, she could play a girl, she can play anything and be different all the time. Dave, do you have a bleeder? She looks like Christopher Lloyd, so I'm going to say Christopher Lloyd. Okay. What? <laughs> Who are you? Okay. Uh, uh, maybe my... I googled the wrong Tilda Swinton. My bleeder <laughs> is... You not... Tilda Swinton's the, the master in Doctor Strange. He's the... The ancient one. The ancient one, thank you. That's Among rude. Among so many other things, he's in everything. Yeah. Wasn't she... Was she in the Matrix? No. I'm but, mistaken. But Tilda Swinton could play the shark in Jaws. Yes. Tilda Swinton is female Gary Oldman. Yeah. Agree. All right. Uh, for my bleeder, I have lots of different people because we don't ever actually see bleeder being bleeder. We see bleeder being other people. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's sure. that's what I was going to say as well. Like, we, we still haven't seen her being her. Um, but she has been talking in Wax's head, so I have her being voiced by Charlize Theron. I almost cast Charlize Theron as, uh, as Steris, actually. That's funny. Um, oh, she I could do, do that, yeah. I do, uh, I, I did think of one. So if we don't really get to see what Bleeder really looks like, and she needs to do a lot of different voices. We'll just pick the most versatile voice actress I know, and she's amazing. And her name is Tress McNeil. We could just cast Tress McNeil as Bleeder, and she can do all the voices. That name sounds vaguely familiar. What would I know her from? A uh, few voices in The Simpsons. About half of the female voices in Futurama. Uh, 
I think she did Babs Bunny. And she which, did which half in Futurama? She's, she's Dot Warner. Dot Warner, yeah, okay. Dot Warner, Bunny. Babs Bunny, and uh, I think Daisy Duck from like modern uh, yeah. Disney cartoons. Yeah, she's freaking awesome. She's in like she's just like it, almost every cartoon you've ever watched. Trust McNeil has done a voice in it. Okay, uh, Craig, next. All right, next up we have Milan. Um, I don't know if I should apologize for this, but Lady Demetru. The, the big, tall lady from the Resident Evil 8 game. Because basically how she's described is taller than Wax, who I already consider very tall. She's like a giant and big boots. So that's 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 who it is. But yeah, also, you if you want a real actress... Well, she's not an actress. But someone did cosplay her, an Olympian. Uh, Yakarina Lacina cosplayed as Lady Demetrio. Whatever, however you pronounce that, I don't know. Tall lady from Resident Evil Eight, um, so she can play her. There you go, done. So, so I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but I can be sure that it's not how Craig said it. Hmm. Agree. Uh, Dave, who's your I... lady Dimitrescu crew? Who? What? I thought we were talking about. <laughs> who's your Milan? <laughs> oh, Milan. Yeah, Milan. I have Uma Thurman. Yeah, maybe a younger Uma Thurman. She's a spy. It's a spy. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. All right. She had uh, black hair in Pulp Fiction, I think. I don't she played, know. Uh, she what's, did. Her, what's her face in um, the producer, the, the yep. secretary, the German lady? Yeah. And <laughs> the and the in the musical remake of the producers, they they took a movie about a musical and made a musical about it. <laughs> and then they made a movie of the musical. Yes. <laughs> yep. And then they did a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm about the musical about the et cetera. Yeah, she killed Bill. Um, she was in the aggressively mediocre Philip K. Dick adaptation, uh, Paycheck. She was in Paycheck, the Ben Affleck in... movie. Yeah, uh, she, she saw that once. She was in the much, much, much better movie Gattaca. I was gonna say that one's pretty good, the Gattaca sci-fi. Uh, yeah. So my Milan is Christy Swanson, who in Lasseter's girlfriend was Lasseter's wife. They got married. Well, okay. Yes. Spoilers for people who've never seen Psych. Why are you listening to our show? Clearly, you should have watched Psych already. I mean, she doesn't even show up until like season five. So, yeah. Uh, Tori. Oh, real quick, because we were talking about the producers. I just want to say my husband does an excellent rendition of the song Springtime for Hitler. Like, spot on. Really fantastic. He he overheard us talking about the musical, and so now he's over there singing it. So I just thought I'd mention. Um Anyway, uh, my casting for Milan, uh, which is, this is carried over from uh, the Era 1 appearance, was Jamie Alexander, who plays Lady Sif in the MCU. Uh, she's supposed to be back for Thor 4. Yes, she is. Yay. She also had, a, she also had a, a cameo in Loki. She did. An excellent cameo where she, uh, minor spoilers, uh, knees him in the crotch a about a billion times, as my and rough guess. My friend who was watching Loki with me um, told me that that particular scene was uh, from a comic book that Neil Gaiman wrote. I, I don't know if that's true. I haven't read it, but it's pretty cool if it is. All right, Craig, next. Next up, I cast a Hoyd. Hoyd's in every book. Um, but I think I just used one of my old ones. I think the one that fits the best for Hoyd, David Tennant. Oh, he would be a fabulous hoid 
Uh, all right, we, we already we, know we who Dave has before, right? as Void. Like, I'm pretty so. sure I said Dave is going to add Void. Uh, yep. I got, you'll never guess what Woody Harrelson. Which Woody Harrelson is playing <laughs> Void this time, Dave? What do you mean? The one from Cheers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Old, older Woody Harrelson. Uh, Zombieland Woody Harrelson. Oh, no, what was that movie with Will Smith and he had his eyes or something? Oh, my gosh. What? That one. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what seven you're Seven Pounds about. or something? It's called Seven Pounds. Yeah. Okay. I did not Will watch Sm- that. I didn't even it's know. Like Will, like Will Smith and like he died and donated his eyes or something and Woody Harrelson got his eyes. I don't because he was I don't remember. Okay. He, he was in that, right? I, <laughs> I don't know. How about, what was the one where he was like, it wasn't Zombieland, but I think it had something to do with zombies and he was like on the radio talking about like doomsaying and all that. 2012, no zombies, but yeah. What was that? Is that when the was that aliens? Is that when they got on the big spaceship and had to leave the planet or something? I've only no. seen three movies in the last ten years, guys. It's got to be one of those. 2012 is the earthquakes and volcanoes and mass flooding. He was uh, in which, that, right? Yeah, he was in that one. The alien one with Nick Cage was a different. There's like two Nick Cage movies that came out at like the exact same time that have very very similar titles. And I can't remember which one goes to what. National Treasure, National Treasure, and National Lampoon. But there's like next and knowing. Could you imagine Nick Cage in a National Lampoon? And okay, so I have no trouble imagining that. One of next or knowing is a Philip K. Dick adaptation about a guy who can see the future. The other one is about the end of the world where aliens take children. Minor spoilers for a bad movie that if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not gonna. And Woody Harrelson's not in that. He isn't in either of those. So, so let's get back to the cast list and talk about Woody Harrelson. Uh, so yeah, my my casting for Woody Harrelson, I didn't do one, but I kind of like David Tennant as Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Tori, who's your David Tennant? Uh, I can get behind either of those, really. <laughs> Oh, man. I have so much fun, guys. All right. Uh, Craig, next. All right. Renette, uh, who I, I wish I could have casted last book. I think when we did the cast list, we didn't have her, like, scenes yet. Um, so I cast her this time. Laura Frazier, who you guys would know as the blacksmith lady from Knight's Tale. Ooh. So specifically her. Now, My favorite sports movie. I, <laughs> I, don't, th- <laughs> I don't think she's, like, a, a perfect fit, but... I think she's good enough. I I want Renette to be someone who's a bit tougher. Um, but she's she's no nonsense, so that works. I like I like no nonsense. For me, um, Renette wasn't in this book yet, so I didn't cast her. Next, all right. Uh, oh, oh, she sends him a a, a gun or something. She's, yeah, I don't I don't know that yeah. she actually not, shows up in this one. Time with her, but I wanted to cast her from the last book for her okay. voice for, for the voiceover, like when they're reading the letter. I gotcha. Uh, but I have Kirsten Nelson, yep. Chief Vic. Wait, is Renette? Yeah. Could you imagine? Okay. I guess the chief is the man in this game, so whatever. Imagine Sean Spencer hitting on the chief, though. Like, no, she would not. Because that's, according to your cast list, that's what would happen. Is yeah. James Renee. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it'd be good. Uh, Tori? Oh, I, I didn't cast her for this book, but I remember last time uh, I did Kristen Bell. All right. Uh, Craig, next up. All right. We got Constable General Aradell. Will be played by Mark Hamill. I like it. 
Um, head constable guy. I have, uh, and I just in looking up his name, realized that he's deceased, and I'm sad, but Ted Levine, who related tangentially related to Psych, I think they officially take place in the same universe, was Stottlemyre from Monk. He passed away? A couple years ago, yeah. No, it's all like that. He's still alive. Wait, no. What am I looking at? Oh, maybe Stottlemyre's dead then. I don't know. That's, that's not right. Alive. <laughs> Hold on a oh. second. Okay, I just looked it up. He's still alive. Uh, he's he's also Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence of the Lambs, which is probably his most sure, famous role. When I figured that, when I found that out, I didn't figure oh it out. Oh my gosh, he is. All right, good. He can be in our movie. I don't care. Whatever. Wasn't he Gretz in the first for being Fast and on alive? They're dead. I want to say, yeah, he was in the first Fast and Furious. Um, but I didn't cast that character. So, Tori? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was... <laughs> this is really dumb. I'm embarrassed. I was looking at the Wikipedia page for Leland Stottlemyre, and he was portrayed by Ted Levine from 2002 to 2009 when the show ended. He didn't die. <laughs> okay. Yep. He eventually yeah. stopped acting. He did not continue to be Stottlemyre in real life. <laughs> After the show. <laughs> Man, he looks really bad for a seven-year-old. <laughs> Moving on. As Aradel, I cast Nathaniel Parker. Uh, he's on the um, Detective Lindley Mysteries on BBC. I've never seen those, but um, he was also the... Uh, audiobook narrator for the Artemis Fowl series, and he did a fabulous job, and I just get tickled when I see him appearing on BBC things, even if I haven't watched them, because he did such a good job on the Artemis Fowl series. You know, I bought the first book of that and haven't touched it yet. It is a really fun series. Um, I still haven't seen the Disney movie that apparently butchered it, um, because I hear that it butchered it, but the books are fantastic. All right. Uh, you are one of many people who has said that to me, so maybe I'll maybe I'll finally pull the trigger and read it. Craig. All right, Mike. I'm really upset that you missed this. In your psych-themed list, you missed one very important character who Dave talks about every episode as Reddit instead of Ready. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> I- I have the same. I I have. I have him. I got him. You got him. I got him. Timothy. Omudson is ready. <laughs> Constable ready. How did you cast how did you cast Lassiter as a girlfriend and not Lassiter? <laughs> my... Why did you put an apostrophe in Omudson? I didn't in my cast list. He's so. Irish. Omudson. That is that is not <laughs> I mean, his he's name. Irish. <laughs> <laughs> well, alright, they took the apostrophe out back in like eighteen oh five when they sailed the ocean blue. Alright, I'm sorry. But how did you miss this cast? We needed a Lassiter. <laughs> and he is Lassiter. Like, he totally is. The same with competition. This book, this book this went book from Batman psych. to Psych. Is it, the last book was Batman. This book is Psych. <laughs> Which came out first? I'm pretty sure Psych came out first. Psych has been on the air since, like, 2006. It's not on By the air. By the way, since we're talking about it, uh, my wife and I started rewatching it. We're up to season... We're at, like, the end of season two. Season two and season three are, for the record, the best season. Agreed. Uh, so, Dave, you also have Tim O'Munson. No, I have Timothy O. Apostrophe Mudson. <laughs> Apparently. I spelled his name something. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, so in a last-minute edit, 
as Reddo, I have Lassiter. <laughs> Reddo. Gosh, someday I need to watch Sykes so I know what you guys are talking about. What? How does it come up? So, no. I don't. If, how, how many episodes have we gone? In like, what's our what's our psych streak? <laughs> Mentioning psych. In it's this approaching podcast. Harry Potter levels. It's gotta be. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tori, who do you have? Uh, I cast Yusuf Gatewood because he played Famine on Good Omens, which I rewatched recently, and I will love it forever. But. I just really wanted whoever played Ready to be like, he's just doing his job and he's good at his job, but he has that face that, like, you can hate him instantly. Ouch. Uh, BT Dubs. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Good Omens is getting a season two somehow. I know! I'm excited. Even even though they did the whole book. Yeah, they covered the entire and only book. Well, but there was plans for a sequel that just didn't happen in Terry Pratchett's lifetime, but Neil Gaiman kept the notes for it. And yeah, so anything that was in season one of the series that was not in the book came directly from those notes. And Amazon was like, you mean you've got more notes? And Neil Gaiman was like, here you go. And they were like, this is enough for another season. Oh, I recently learned that... Uh, all of the physical descriptions for Crowley were based on 25-year-old Neil Gaiman and were Terry Pratchett making fun of him. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, Craig, who's next? All right, I casted the governor. Governor Innate. Uh, I, I want Ted Danson. I, we need more Ted Danson in our life. I, I just want him on the show. All right. Ted Danson, if you guys don't know, was also on Cheers alongside Woody Harrelson. And... He was in on the good place and CSI, and uh, he had his own sitcom called Becker. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was right. on the air forever. Right. I've only ever seen it at like two p.m. on a Tuesday, which is for sure not when it originally aired. But that's the only time I've ever seen it. Uh, all right, Dave, who's your who's your governor? Uh, sticking with the psych slash monk theme, I'm gonna say Craig T. Nelson. That's all. Wait, was Craig? T. Nelson in Monk? He was in the later seasons of Monk, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember him popping up. I can't tell you who he was. I was... Well, spoiler, so... <laughs> you could have been like, no, he was in Psych. Show. He was in, he like, was three also... episodes of Psych, and I'd be like... He was also in Psych? Okay. I don't remember that, but I'll go along with it, I guess. Uh, okay, so I mean, yeah. Apparently he was only in two episodes of Monk. Okay. My governor is Sage Brocklebank. From Psych. And who was that from Psych? Uh, that was... I'm now blanking on the character's name. Um, blah. The guy? You know the guy. I see his picture. Was oh, the, oh, the, the green guy? McNabb. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Buzz McNabb, uh, who was also in one of the later seasons of Supernatural as an angel who, like, took over a biker's body, I think. I could see him more as, like, the little brother of the governor. He has a... He can grow a really impressive beard. And it completely changes his facial structure. And like, um, I have to type half beard in the Google search now. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely ages him. Yeah, you need to look up pair of mustaches as well. <laughs> uh, all right, Tori. I still like. All right, it's real quick. If your mustache is like parted in the middle, and there's like skin in the middle, and it's still like two different like sides of a mustache, 
it's still one mustache, Brandon. It's not a pair of mustaches. Oh, but but you got what he was going for. It has it's the twirly, you know, mustache that is separated. You know exactly. You could picture it. It's the you know villain type mustache. Which yes, is a single mustache. But you knew what he was describing. I thought he just I mean, kept one you, in his pocket. If you part your hair down the middle, we still only call it hair. It's it's not suddenly a, a pair of hair. Pair of hairs. <laughs> well, ex- uh, but one was actually a rabbit. And the dad jokes continue. Okay, so I didn't cast the governor, but um, I I came up with one on the fly while you guys were talking about it. I'm going to go with William Hurt um, because he plays Agent Ross in the Marvel movies. And I just saw Black Widow yesterday. And that was another good thing, you guys. (laughs) And Mike just passed a posted pair of mustaches in the cast list for whatever reason on our Discord. Because that's where we are. If you oh guys are gosh. listening and not on our Discord, yeah, get on here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can see a pair of mustaches and what it means. You can find us <laughs> through patreon.com slash CosmereCast. There is a link to our Discord there. You don't have to back us, although it's much appreciated. But come, join us on our Discord and look at the pair of mustaches. I feel There's like pair, anyone, who looks, anyone who looks at those pictures never going to back us. <laughs> you did I disagree. I think I think being able to see those pictures is worth the price of admission, which officially is is free. You do not have to become a patron to join our Discord. But you can, and you should, and we'd appreciate it if you did. And hey, if you really feel like it, you can be a patron and not join our Discord, though we'd love to see you. Yeah, you can you can be like Dave's mom. You don't even have to listen to Exactly who I was thinking of. I was thinking of my mom. You you don't even have to like listen to the podcast to be a patron <laughs> or read any books. Although she does read the books I give her. So, all right, Tori, one more time. Who's your governor? William Hurt. There we go. Craig. All right. You, ha- you have one more at least, right? Oh, I got I got a bunch more. Oh no, <laughs> I eventually do have to leave. So. Oh okay. Well, I won't, I promise not to take that long. But um, I cast the new butler for Wax. Uh, what is his name? Like Darians or something. Uh, anyway, he can be played by Josh Gad, who's Olaf in Frozen, and yes, also was on Beauty and the Beast remake. Uh, and he was in the, what's the Poirot, Murder on the Orient Express. Ooh, yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dave, do you have a new butler guy? Uh, Timothy Amudson. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. As a butler, and then, and then he one, should be both. Like, so everybody... Ready? I mean, everybody that wax a noise is played by <laughs> I don't have a new butler guy. I am butlerless. I do not have a butler guy. Craig. For the record, I think this is our best cast list ever. It's pretty good. Oh, there you go. Alright, uh, I casted Wax's grandmother, Waffendel. She can be played by Cloris Leachman. Yeah, right. It's like every, and every, you know, it's Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Yeah. Dave? Uh, gosh, uh, Nichelle Nichols. Did you have that, or are you just saying that off the top of your head? I just thought of it. Okay. Um, actually, in... now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, Nichelle Nichols. In yeah, in the same it. in the same theme as Dave of just off the top of my head, uh, <laughs> Felicia Rashad. That's like that's was not she on fair. Psych? You can't pick an old black lady. She was on Psych. That's what I picked. She was on Psych. She was. <laughs> Was she Gus's mom? Yeah, I remember Gus's mom. She was Gus's, Gus's mom, mom twice, where Gus's dad was a different actor. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. 
Gus's mom doesn't change. Gus's dad changes. Um, yeah. I do like Felicia Rashad, though. All right, Tori? I didn't cast anyone as grandma. I mean, neither did anybody but Craig, but <laughs> we came up with people on the fly. Who do you got? Uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and nothing's coming to mind. Okay. Because I always like to go back to and look at the previous cast list and make sure I'm not repeating anybody. So, like, I can think of actresses off the top of my head, but I'm like, did I already pick them for somebody? I don't know. Stop me from reusing the same person. Yeah, ain't no rule says Timothy O'Munson can't play Wax's grandma. <laughs> I'll I'll just say Helen Mirren <laughs> because I love her and she can be everything. All right, that's fair. Craig. All right, this is my last, this is it. This is my last one. You said you had a ton two ago. And a bunch, <laughs> and a bunch of yeah, stuff. a thousand um, pounds each. Are you, uh, you want to get this done? You want me to cast more? All right. No. Philip, cast more. Olary Andre. That's, that's the girl that Wayne gives the money to. Can be played by Amelia Jones, who plays the, the girl, Kinsey Lock and Lock and Key. Okay. Next. I don't have that one. Yeah, same. Although it would be good. It, was, it is a good person to cast, though. Good thinking. I just didn't think of it because I'm not a good thinking. Can't wait for season two of Lock and Key. I just like that I'm casting people that you guys didn't when I started our podcast and I didn't do any <laughs> cast list the first time. Uh-huh. I've come a long way, guys. You have, you have, and you still can't pronounce anybody's names. <laughs> well, no, that's not going to All right, Tori, do you have a... I don't even know the character's name. No, Aliandra. since I just saw Black Widow yesterday, I'll go with Florence Pugh, who uh, played one of the main characters in that movie. Scar Joe's little sister, I think. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Craig, you're out. Dave, do you have anybody that Craig didn't cast? Yeah, I got a couple here. Because, um, you know, I got to cast my boy. And unfortunately, I cast him as a character that died in the last book, so I have to recast him as Bloody Tan. You know him, you love him, Jeff Bridges. Wait, what? Uh, well, me, I'm sorry, Bleeder impersonating Bloody Tan. Okay, I, I was oh, going to say, like, I did cast him. If, if the character died last book and that's disqualifying, then, man, I got some bad news. I actually casted a Bloody Tan until, because well, I, I wanted to do Bleeder. And then I'm like, Tilda Swinton's perfect. But I originally had Bloody Tan played by Celia Murphy. Killian. That's how I pronounce it, too, Craig. Yeah, okay, but cool. it's, it's actually you properly know. pronounced Killian. Corey, don't pronounce it like me. Don't do that. <laughs> it's it's spelled Cillian, but it's pronounced Killian. <laughs> Why like, do I like say that? the Boston Celtic. But yeah, him. The, the Sandman in Batman. Scarecrow. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I'm Sandman, I'm like, was it Sandman like from Spider-Man? Like, what? <laughs> so confused right now. At least Mike knew enough to correct me both times. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I don't I don't have that guy. Uh, uh, except... I did originally have a bloody tan played by Daniel Radcliffe, so we'll just bring him back for that minor appearance. Okay. I'll have Daniel Boringcliffe. Boring? Good. Instead of Good rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dave, who else do you have? Uh, just a recast, Lord Harms. Uh, I still didn't look up what his real name is. Jeff Green or Jeff Garland. I can't remember which was his character on Curb and which was the actor's name, but whatever his real name is, him as Lord Harms, Steris is that. I want to say Marassi Garland is, is the actor's name. Probably. That, sound, that sounds right <laughs> to me. Uh, I don't have a Lord Harms. My Lord Harms is Stephen Fry. But I had a Lord Harms last book, and I believe it was Patton Oswalt. 
So we'll keep. Uh, All right. Next up, Dave. Uh, this is the last one on my list, and I don't remember her name, and she wasn't even in this book. Uh, I don't. Did we do Alamancer Yak cast list? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Uh, you did? We did? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. No, I don't. I don't think we did. So I threw her in this cast list. The Colossus girl, whatever her name was, I forget. But I put down Tina Fey. Okay. So I'm going to do some very quick editing of my list to include Alamancer Jack people. Alamancer what? As long as they're Sorry, from... Alamancer Yam. Alamancer <laughs> Yam. Mike's also going to do some quick editing on the recording. And I just made his job harder by talking in the middle of the silence. There you go. Joke's on you, future Mike ain't touching that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, the people who stuck with us this long, we appreciate you so much that you put up with this for a hundred plus episodes. We're a hundred episodes in already? Dude, celebrate. No, we're at... Wait, what episode are we on? Yeah, we're at 156, apparently. Okay, updated. Let's look at this. Uh, it includes one non-psych person, but I think it's a really, really good fit. Uh, so yeah, I don't have the Coloss girl. Can I think of somebody really, really quick? Maya Rudolph. Jane Lynch. That's the, the fake site Jane Lynch girl that worked with the FBI. Her. In season one, actually. Okay. Tori, do you have a Yaks Coloss girlfriend lady? Uh, I didn't. But you know what? Since it's basically um, a fun, campy adventure movie, I am going to pull from the funnest, campiest adventure movie that I know, and I'm going to cast uh, Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser from The Mummy. Good pull. So then, does the brother become the terraceman guy? Yes. Oh, it's perfect. That'll work. Yeah, mm, I love it. Or would you rather have Benny? Uh, I think the brother guy. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, so I guess because we're on a little bit of a tangent here... My Yak castings are Yak Timothy Oliphant, uh, Yak's Terrisman, Skylar Gassando, which brings us back to Psych. He played young Sean in one or two of the later seasons. And then yeah. Kolos Lady, who's, I can't remember anybody's name from this thing, uh, Maya Rudolph. Craig, did you want to throw any spaghetti at this wall? Nah, you guys got it. Alright, Dave, do you have additional spaghetti for this wall? Actually, I think I really like Timothy Oliphant as Yak. I think he can play that, that snuck up. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's basically his character from um, Deadwood, so... Yeah. Dave? No, I'm on low carb. Okay. Tori, did you have any more yak to throw? No yak. Okay. Uh, Dave, do you have any other characters that we haven't gotten uh, to yet? My list is exhausted. Okay. I have, I think, two that we haven't covered yet. Uh, so, Uncle Edwarn, Corbin Burnson. Of course. Got to throw him in somewhere. Got to. He's so friendly, though. Like, he can't be the jerk on Have you ever seen Major League? Oh, okay. Have you ever seen Star Trek Next Gen, where he's the other Q Continuum person that isn't Q? <laughs> in that episode, yeah. He's, he's a fun-loving not... jerk, though. Yeah, he, he has fun with it. So could Edwarn. <laughs> Eddie, though? Yeah. Tori? Uh, I didn't this time, but last time I used Val Kilmer. That's really good. No, you cast him as Mr. Suit. That That is the uncle, isn't it? Yeah. What? Uh, spoilers then, for a book we already read. And then finally, uh, Sazed slash Harmony, I've got Nestor Carbonell, who from Psych was the also fake psychic who decided to no longer be fake or psychic. Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought he was just a I thought he was just a good detective. Was he a fake psychic? Like previous to the the whole deal or no, like in the first episode he was in, he claimed to be a psychic. Right. And then he came clean. He dates Jules right before Yeah. Spoilers. Apparently she has a type, and that type is fake psychics. <laughs> uh, Can you Tori, blame her? Do you have a Sazed Harmony? I do. I recycled my Sazed casting from Era 1, so that's going to be Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, he's good. And he's also who I had back then. I have no idea who I casted. That's way back in time, but him. Alright. Uh, Tori, do you have anybody we haven't mentioned yet? No, you covered all of them. Okay. Uh, shall we kick Dave off and do a very quick spoiler time? Yes, we shall. Moving on. Yeah, I don't have my Sazed. I'm so upset. All right, Dave's gone, play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. All right, very quick spoiler time. I have no time. I have to go very soon. So, Well, did you want to discuss your bleeder thing? Cause that yeah, the- Ali Sheedy. When, when we actually see Bleeder and it turns out that she's also Lessie, Ali Sheedy. So you did cast Yang? Yeah. yeah. I just didn't write it down because I don't want to give it away to Dave. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's why I went with my Palm choice. Like, I have a separate Lessie and Palm. Um, I just I just think Tilda Swinton's really good because she can play like a Conjure type character. So that's how I went, went away with it. But really... My lessie. If but. you look back on my previous cast list, uh, I did actually cast Charlize Theron as Lessie, and today I said she was the voice of Bleeder, so... Flying under Dave the radar? Was, yeah, if Dave was paying attention, he might pick that up, but... Yeah, I think I think I he'll... Could. I think we're safe. Um, yeah. So, part of the issue with casting Bleeder is... Have you guys ever seen the movie Fallen? Yeah. 1998? Um, yeah. Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington. John there Griffin. we go. So yeah, it's it's like trying to cast the the demon thing from that, which no Elvis one ever actually plays it, but it just sort of jumps from body to body. So a bunch of people play it. I almost did Tony Collette because in every movie she's in, she's also like. But I think Tilda Swinton is more different in all of her roles. I mean, I stand by my my claim earlier that Tilda Swinton is is female Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, that's 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 what I wanted to go for. Man, Gary Oldman's so good. Although potentially like... Gary Oldman could be female Gary Oldman. I feel like he's got that range. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's actually talk about real spoilers for this. Um at this point is Bleeder Nate the governor? I believe so. She's already assumed the governor body. Like I know that happens. I want to say it happened in the last episode's worth of chapters and like she's just been the yeah. governor this whole time because they like share passwords and stuff like at this point it's established that wax trusts innate is but it's just been bleeder this whole time yeah like before wax even got there um bleeder had already assassinated now i think the really interesting thing about how like this works is that she has been spiking people and and messing with their heads like spiking people means harmony has a way in but somehow he's being blocked, and instead Palm is messing with their heads, or maybe Trell is messing with their heads. Um, so the assumption is that uh, Palm has been using Trell's god metal, whatever whatever form yeah, that takes, yeah. uh, which then, you know, 
blocks blocks harmony, gives Trell an in. Uh, theoretically, any any shard that decides to focus on Scadriel could have an in for spiked folks. But I think I think there's something special about like spikes made of their specific god metal. Right. It's just sort of annoying that we went all of error one where it's like you know can't trust spike people who've been spiked like that's the whole general theme and now it's like it should be fine because harmony is both preservation and ruin together like should be i mean i mean it's still hemallergy still sort of dangerous and that's what the book's going with but someone being spiked shouldn't necessarily be a problem except now we still can't trust them because they can be controlled in some way by not harmony yeah the the spike people are dangerous was because ruin had a way in and now trell or who knows, has a way in. But that was safe for a short amount of time when it was just Harmony who noticed. For about 300 years. Yeah. <laughs> and until we got this book. An extremely narrow window. Yeah. Hey, um, we don't have time to go into it, but I do want to mention, and I intend to talk about this the next time we record when we have more time, um, Sword Nimi posted a really, really, really amazing theory yes. uh, that, that was pulled from Reddit. That suggests that Gavilar actually succeeded at becoming um, at least tied to the Oath Pact, if not officially one of the, uh, lost the word. Heralds. Heralds. There we go. Herald. So and... if you guys want to read it, it's on our Discord under the Cosmere Theories uh, tab. Yes. Definitely go check it out. I think we should spend some time in the next spoiler section and discuss it. 100%. Um... I had a thing that I wanted to mention, and it... Oh, there's a recent word of Brandon that sort of ties into this, that Taln still didn't break. Right. So That's, I think, what kicked it off. The fact... I was always under the assumption that Taln finally broke after 4,500 years, yeah. but it turns out Taln never broke. He was the best of them. Right. So, Taln yeah. doesn't break. Maybe so Gavilar does the moment he becomes a herald, and oh god, oh god, why? The pain couldn't even handle it for likes or whatever it's like as soon as he became if that's the theory if it's true and then the moment he became a a, a herald he like like moving moving forward from this theory is what if gavilar becomes uh odium's champion there's there's literally one person on roshar who wouldn't want to kill gavilar and it's dalinar everybody else super into it now, capable maybe yes maybe no but willing to yeah extremely does Taravangian know that, though? I guess he would. He got a lot of info fed to a shard hole now. If, if the question is, does Taravangian know thing, the answer is probably yes at this point. Yep. But that is all the time I have this week, so I'm going to go ahead and call it. Okay. Good night, Internet. Bye. Bye, everybody. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.